Warning. The Dub Talk podcast might contain language and humor that might be unsuitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Dub Talk podcast may also contain spoilers for Shonen Maid or on High School Host Club and whatever the heck Spaceman Hardy gets up to on weekends. And finally, always clean the kitchen after you're done cooking. You don't really want to be visited by the bearded baron, now do you? Anyways, enjoy! Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk. This is a show where a bunch of nerds get together and either talk about a recent dub announcement or revisit a series that was previously reviewed on this channel that was dubbed afterwards. I am, of course, the one and only master of manliness himself, Spaceman Hardy, and I'll let you know right now, I am absolutely exhausted. Why, you ask? I just put in a full day of work today on the weekends, working on a huge job that still isn't done. I have to go in on Sunday to finish it, and I'm just absolutely pooped. So bottom line, what you're saying is adulting sucks. Adulting does suck. It's just like (laughs) Red Foreman said, you know, part of being an adult is doing stupid crap that you don't want to do. The only thing certain in life is death and taxes. Yes. In that one movie starring Meet Joe Joe Black. But this, in turn, does tie in to the show of our discussion today. Because there is nothing Mm. better than a good hard days of work. That is very true. That's very much like the protagonist of the show that we'll be covering, uh, which is Shonen Maid. Now, Shonen Shonen Maid is another one of the broadcast dubs that Funimation is putting out for this season. And in order to cover it, I have enlisted the help of three other very hardworking individuals who are going to help me clean up the mess around this dub announcement. Wait wait a second. We work hard for the money? So we better treat you right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Starting off... uh, First guest is a popular internet reviewer who's getting more and more popular with uh, with recent times. You may have watched his series, such as History of One Piece, uh, Final Fantasy Retrospective, and a few other things that he's working on. Please welcome Mr. Zenith Will Rule. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Try the veal. I'll be here all week. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Also joining us once again, uh, he has no real projects to push, but our resident troll master, D2 alumnus, and good librarian himself, the wonderful Canuck Sneebs. Why, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I here am the charming butler of sorts to help guide you about the mansion and tidy up all sorts of little missteps and misinformation along the way. Be warned, sarcasm is a part of the paycheck. Right, right. And are we missing someone? I, oh, yeah, I guess Lilac's here, too. Oh, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. The first time I get to do an episode where you're hosting, and this happens. Yeah. Gee, thanks, Hardy. Remind, well, remind know, me why you're not in the kitchen again. But anyways, Just be glad that we because didn't I'm about to k- because I'm not in the kitchen, Hardy, because I'm about to kick your ass right now. <laughs> Just be glad that we didn't put you in the maid outfit. God damn it. Anyway. But I, but I look so much more kawaii and frills, Hardy-san. You know that. 
I I was born Kauai. I I don't I don't get Kauai. I stay Kauai. Zenith, ever since has he's seen Shonen Maid, wants the maid outfit. He really does. I am going to cosplay as Chihiro at some point. Just not right now. And I was gonna say, it. you do look really cute with that without that beard. That rubbish beard just looks so much better now that it's gone. I almost <laughs> didn't recognize him. I almost didn't recognize him because cause funny story, Zena's here with me right now. So we're recording the episode together. <laughs> and she has confirmed that I am super Moe Chan. I did not confirm that at all. She's not denying it. She's supposed it. to say yes. Shut up, Snapes. She's not denying it. All right. Anyway. So who's hosting this again? I'm sorry. Was of um, course it is the me. master of manliness, not me. <laughs> the testosterone titan himself, the the manliest man who ever earned a paycheck, spaceman Hardy himself. Take it away, Hardy. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much, Sneeb. So, as usual, we're going to go through the cast, talk about who we initially predicted, who was actually cast, and discuss whether or not we were pleased with the individual casting choices or not, as usual, getting hopelessly derailed and yammering on and on about how cute Zenith looks like looks without his beard, and Sneebs with his radio voice proclaiming his love for gin and tonic. Um, it is, in fact, a drink of gentlemen, and... Uh, with some of the brands that I've acquired lately, I can assure with the utmost loveliness of the pang of liquor on my tongue, G&Ts are the way to go. Yes. Go drink some maple syrup, anyways. Uh, so without further ado, let's start, as we always do, with the ADR director. Now, I do not usually make predictions for ADR. Um, I know you guys sometimes do. Did anyone else have a prediction? Yes, I had... Mine's interesting, um, cause I, cause how I sorted my director predictions out, I did director and writer teams. Okay. Uh -huh. so that's how I did. That's how I kind of separated mine out, based on what I know and what I've seen some ADR directors and scriptwriters have done together. That's what I did. But. Okay, so who did you have? Should I throw director and writer in there? Because I know you just said director, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Director and writer, of course. I'm All sorry. Right. All right. So I will say this up front. One of my predictions for director is correct. Um, so, the teams that I have... Uh, I won't say which one is the correct one. Well, just I'll say the teams... I'll say the teams I have, but I won't say which one was correct. Um, so the teams I had... Team number one, first choice. Director Christopher Bevins. Scriptwriter Jamie Markey. Okay. Because, um, I mean, they've worked together on projects like Devil's a Part-Timer, Hetalia. A good amount of comedy, so I thought th that they would be pretty good for this. Um, team number two, Caitlin Glass and Monica Rial. Interesting. Because um, mm. they did recently work together with Prince of Stride. Um and Caitlin's been doing quite a bit more directing stuff to a variety of things lately. So I thought this would be something Caitlin could enjoy. And then my third team choice, I went with new with a newer director and writer. So I had Aaron Dismuke and Samuel Woolley as my team number three. You wanted them to you wanted the team behind Showman Sample to work on the show. Oddly oh enough, god. yes. Oh god. I mean, cause 
Showman sample. Even, even though, even though showman sample is, is was bad, I kind of wanted to see. I, I kind of wanted to see uh, Aaron in particular. Um, get get enough, a good yeah. shot at something direct at, at something decent directing wise. Same with Clifford Chapin, but he got stuck with Divine Gate last season. So what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, I I know you're saying Chapin again, Stephanie. I need to fix that, Chapin, Clifford Chapin. Yeah. Fuck! Okay. Chapin, 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 Chapin. I'm never gonna get it right. I know I'm right. never gonna get it right. That's I'm sorry! Okay. Did anyone... That's okay, nor will he when it comes towards making dubs like that. I also had uh, yes. a, a, a prediction or two. For director Okay, go ahead. Yes. Um, now, I don't, I don't normally do director and writer because I'm not very familiar. However, I have been watching a lot of stuff lately, um, mostly for review. And uh, thanks to Lilac. So uh, my prediction was Mike McFarlane as director. And I'll explain <laughs> why in a second. Okay. And uh, Monica Rial as writer. Okay, so we had this one of the same writers. Okay. Now, I picked McFarlane because there's one character in the cast that I wanted to be Mike McFarlane. And as we all know, McFarlane Illuminati. So I wanted him to be the director as well. Then again, that was unrealistic because he's taken on a lot of stuff. But mm. yes, that that was my prediction right there. Okay, what about you, Sneebs? Did you have any predictions for director or writer? I predicted that they would be a Funimation employee who would take on a small-scale show that didn't really have the same mass-market appeal of some of the other things, and they'd work with a writer, probably a fledgling. And no, I really don't have anything that can... I'm about to say it. that's a damn good prediction. I think I think Sneeves is right. Of course, <laughs> I am. Sneeves is right. I'm always right. He is in, in, in all, all actu- right. In all actuality, he's not too far off from what actually happened. <laughs> My understanding of this was, this is a small scale show. I mean, the premise alone could probably put up a few backs. So let's let's be honest here. A child needing to work in a maid outfit inside an older uncle's mansion. I mean, I've been around the internet a few times. I've seen the depravity to which anime fans can sink, and I know that other people know that too and would be a might bit uncomfortable with having to actually be in a show or pay attention to a show like that. And give I I, I see where you're going, Sneebs, and I would like to comment on yeah, this as I'm well. I'm sure you would. Because, so. Yeah. Um but we'll talk about that. Let's let's announce who the ADR director and mm-hmm. scriptwriter yeah. Are I, first, I thought, Lilac. I thought you had picks, though, Hardy. I did not have picks. I usually don't. Okay. I, I, right. I thought you said you did. I'm sorry. I apologize. Not this time. No. no. Sometimes I do. Not usually this time. But uh, by all means, tell us who the ADR director and script writers are. Okay. Script writers. Uh, as of right now, for the three episodes we have watched, there are two writers. Um, one is Kristen McGuire. The other is Tia Ballard. Um, director because I did get this one correct. It was one half of team number two. Uh, so Caitlin Glass is the ADR director for Shonen Maid. I see. Mm. And um, I think that she is a fitting choice for director, Absolutely. because this gives me some very distinct, in a way, some Oron flashbacks. <laughs> and, uh, I, I believe I made a similar joke today while we were watching. Um, this show was a... a very pleasant surprise. I, I came in expecting it to be kind of an ultimate otaku teacher, something I'd like, but I wouldn't be um, really, really super into. No, no, I love Shonen Maid. It is one of my top this season. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, was, it was I went in, surprise, yeah. I went into it expecting it to be creepy. You know, because it yeah. came yeah. out the same this came out the same season as Super Lovers <sighs> did. I was like <sighs> Yeah, that was my issue too. I like I looked at the premise of it and I'm like, eh, I don't know how to feel. So I didn't initially watch it. And then Hardy started watching it and was like, you should totally OMG. watch this. And you should totally do the Dub Talk episode with him. Like, okay. And then I watched the first yeah. three episodes and I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then, I, and no. then he roped me into it and I started watching it. I'm like, yes. and I was live tweeting it. And every, every single yes, episode, was. I was just like, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think we all had the same reaction. But yeah, I think the problem is is because it is coming out the same season as Super Lovers, which I've heard is extremely terrible. Um, yeah. It doesn't exactly have the best premise uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. one might be and there one is, that people miss out on. You know, and I do think that the opening is a little inappropriate when it shows Chihiro basically dropping his shorts. That's kind of an issue I have with it. But um, that's besides the point. He also fights giant cleaning monsters. No, well, he's, that is, he's that changing part is cool, into his yeah. maid uniform. It's the same thing as a magical girl transforming. <laughs> true. I'm true. not bothered by this. You know, I went because I, I was went, pleasantly surprised after seeing the first episode or first few minutes of the episode and realizing, ah, there's a sort of shoujo snarkiness about it that struck that yeah, tickled my fancy. Is. It's like, also quite right. self-aware. Yes. It knows precisely what it is, and it does a lot of, um, not fourth wall breaking, but parody of what it's supposed to be. But but anyway, before getting too far, Hardy, I have a question for you. Um, what sure. is Caitlin Glass and our two wonderful female writers, what other stuff have they been involved with, sir? Thank you for bringing me back to, uh, to reality. It's okay, what I'm as here a director, for. Uh, Caitlin Glass, as a director, has been involved with several shows, some good, some bad. Uh, some of the bad ones are Absolute Duo, uh, let's see, Chaos Head, ooh. Um, Neggy Mother TV. Mm. Oh, lovely. She did, she did uh, like the opening she... performance, though, for that opening, so yeah, I hope. Mm -hmm. Good job, Caitlin Glass. You've earned your paycheck yeah. there. Yeah. Some, of, some of her more recent work is Show by Rock. Mm -hmm. uh, she is director of Riddle Story of Devil, of Prince of Stride Alternative. Um, she most famously did direction. She did the director. She directed Oran High School Host Club. Um, Noragami Aragoto replacing Mike McFarlane mm -hmm. for the second season. She's done a few episodes of One Piece. Again, pretty much everyone has. Uh, and speaking of Mike McFarlane, she did also work with McFarlane for the dub of um, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. I was going to say, yeah, yeah we've got so Bacchino, nothing that I have Full seen. Alchemist. She's done and, good and stuff. And another recent one. Another recent one because I'm slowly finishing editing and I know this is coming out so late after it was recorded. Garo the Animation. Very true, very true. Da 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 right, da, as... da 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 da! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Yes! Yeah, I'm sorry. I'd be turning into a lion-headed warrior right now when rocking out on a metal guitar, but unfortunately, I haven't had enough gin yet, so... Okay. Give me half anyway. an hour. Uh, 
<laughs> anyway, t- to get back on topic, uh, let's see here. As far as the writers go, Kristen McGuire has not written much. She's done a few episodes of Dagashikashi, Dance with Devils, and this is her third. Oh, Dance with oh, Devils. I like her already. Yep, I think we yes. I think we talked about her when we did Dance with Devils. Yes. Because yeah. it, it, it was um, her and Jeremy Lee, I think, mm. at the time. As for Tia Ballard, although she has a, an extensive acting resume, this is actually her very first ADR script. That we know of, anyway. Welcome um, to the club. Yeah. But I do... She was, also, yeah. she was also assistant ADR director on both Garo the Animation, uh, Lord, Mar- Lord Marksman and Vanities, and Selector Spread Re- We Cross. I can't I always have a hard time saying that. Which, so which two out of the three, those being Lord Marksman and Garo, both of those were fully directed by Caitlin as well. True, yes. So she's worked with Caitlin quite a bit recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the subject of the script, I think the script is fine. It doesn't go into jokey material like other shows this uh, this season. <clears throat> it's okay. But yes. um, <laughs> it, it stays pretty realistic, and uh, I think there's nothing wrong with the script. And I think the dub sounds good as far as the direction mm-hmm. goes. Awesome, uh, yeah. I have a couple issues with a, certain, with a few characters, but really it's pretty solid work. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stray too far from the source material, but it doesn't end up being um, a slave to the source material. Right. So. It has it get, it has some room to like breathe a little bit, and in in terms of the dub, they make it their own as well. I find that sums up uh, my sentiments quite cleanly as well. The delivery of the uh, sorry, the shaping of the lines and the laying out of the scripting of the scene naturalizes just a few little Japanese-isms enough to make them flow more gently, but it's not particularly egregious. They don't throw in on pop culture one-liners or, or similar wonkiness. They stay close enough to the script to adapt what is a mildly funny, gentle sort of show, and they work within that framework really subtly and really well. And I think uh, I think we can move on from there. How's that sound? Absolutely. I think that sounds like Hardy San wants us to do more chores. Iga. <laughs> yes. Now put on your maid outfit. My feelings. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. I need to dust my feelings, Hardy San, for they're all um, I'll, gonna I'll, make me sneezy. After you. after this, can we have some pudding? Pudding. If you if you're good. Pudding. Pudding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Only, only if you eat your meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? You, so. yes, you. <laughs> you. Behind the bike. <laughs> yes, Pink Floyd. Behind reference. the bike shed. Anyways. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's start off with uh, Take and Amahara, who are Chihiro's two two of Chihiro's friends. Uh, we'll get to the third one later uh, that he goes to school with, mm. and. Um, Mainly just background characters now, but they're important enough to where they got official announcements. Um, did anyone have any predictions for these two? I predicted they would be voice acted by English actors, but because they were small roles, I didn't bother thinking more than that. Yeah. Also, and I, I pred- I, I, yeah. And I predicted Sneeves being a <laughs> So um. Truly... And lo and behold, <laughs> I was right. And, I'll and, to that. I predicted Bear would drive car. God damn it. And, um, out of the press release that Funimation had, um, these two are the only ones I didn't make any predictions for. I had predictions for all the other characters right. on the press release, just not these two. Right. No, I, uh, 
I might have said, you know, normally I just default to Ryan Reynolds and, and Terry Doty, like always. And so I probably would have stuck I'm about to say, the, well. the one Not, thing I would at least know, like, from just before even watching the English dub or seeing the press release, essentially all the little boys were going to be played by female voice actresses. That's the one thing I knew much, yeah. I knew was probably going to end up happening offhand. Mm-hmm. Future Aaron yeah. Dismooks, be warned. Dun dun dun. Although as alternates, I also might have put Afia Yu and um, and uh, Maxi oh, yeah. Whitehead in, in these two because I have another actress set aside who is in the dub, but I have her cast as something. I, I had. I but we'll had get to that. that like, two, actresses. two actresses that I predicted yeah. for the same role and was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Anyway. So, anyways, um, Take is played by Kate Oxley. And Amahara is played by Kristen McGuire. Uh, Kate Oxley, you no doubt have heard of, of in uh, such dubs as Psychopaths, most famously. She was Misha in A Certain Magical Index. Uh, she was Misaki Kirihara in Darker Than Black in Season 1 and 2. Uh, she played Pasta in the Dragon Ball movie The Curse of the Blood Rubies. Um, she was in Kazi no Stigma. She was in Nabari no O. She was in Negima and its sequel Negima? Uh, she played the uh, main character of Momo Adachi in Peach Girl. Oh, um, I didn't. I, I didn't remember it was her. I saw Peach Girl like years ago. I completely forgot. Okay, mm. it's an, That's old, an old old one, show. Yes. Uh, there was no shame in that. I forgot Peach Girl too. Was, I think I saw it. In yeah, college. she had roles. She was Mai in both seasons of School Rumble. Uh, she was Kurori in Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. And uh, a few episodes of of, Hel- of Holic as well. As for Kristen McGuire, no relation to Lizzie McGuire. She's a <laughs> no relation whatsoever, and I'm ashamed that you even brought that. <laughs> Make him yeah. go stand no in the for you. and do another mopping of the floors. Yes. Uh, anyways, Kristen McGuire is still a relatively new actress. She only has a handful of prominent roles. Uh, she is Hinano Kurahashi in Assassination Classroom. Uh, if you don't know who that is, she's the little uh, short-haired, orange-haired girl. Uh, always cute and bubbly and loves oh, bugs. Oh, her. Okay, yeah. Um, Best girl. Yeah. Uh, she is Yuriko in Mikagura School Suite. She's Chio in Prison School. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, who she actually kind of looks like. Kind of, yeah. I swear kind to God. Uh-oh. Uh, she play, She plays Beach in Sky Wizards oh, Academy. She's had small roles in Want to Be the Strongest and World Break in Ultimate Otaku Teacher. Um, and just fairly new, still pretty new actress yeah. all around. And so, despite these characters pretty much being in the background, do we have any real opinion on them? I think they're fine. They were charming, I... well-written. For, boy, uh, for young boys, they were very accepting of their friends' odd circumstances, and I thought they did a good dub performance for them. I mean, okay. and considering the kind, what it seems to be, at least, from from my understanding, the personality and the character that these two are, they each play that respective personality rather well. I would like to say in Kate Oxley's specific case, I'm not a fan of her, mm-hmm. usually. Um, Later I find here. her very flat. And, oh yeah, well, I find her usually very flat and kind of monotonous. I, I wasn't a big fan of her in most of the things she's been, but I do like how she plays young boy characters. I think it's a lot of ways, just like Terry Doty, 
she's better at playing little boys than she is at playing females. Um, that's just my opinion. But I think she she sounds pretty good as the role of Take. And Amahara is just sort of barely talks, so they do a pretty good convincing yeah. performance. So Hardy doesn't so like I a say girl it's all right. who's flat, but does like her as a little boy. Duly noted. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, I will, I, I will save these notes for the future. Oh no, you're in for it now, Hardy. I have to give that one to you, Steve. That was... I walked yes, right into did. that one. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel by <sighs> going so lowbrow, but it worked. It worked. It Got to laugh. I, uh, yeah, that, uh, you get points for that points one. Points for creativity. Yeah. I'll be sure to cash them in mm. at the next carnival. But the points don't matter. Aw, sad face. <laughs> Just like who's Canadian line? politics. But say, whose line is it again, anyway? Uh, the points well, don't matter. Well, yes. Points don't matter, just like Steve's oh. Oh. Okay, I think okay, Hardy needs some points that's... there, too. That was, wow. Uh, let's move on to, let's say, okay, we're going to move on to our main character's mother, uh, Chio Komiya. Uh, uh, spoilers, she did. Um, she really did. Yeah, she did. And uh, she is the person who took care of Chihiro despite working very hard and unfortunately falling ill and succumbing to her illness. She's also, um, yep, she's also leaving the older Chihiro. brother of Monica. Sister. Older brother. She is the older brother. I need, uh. Really? Uh, it's been a long week. Yes. And I'm the one <laughs> who can't bring today. But okay. who was phone? Chio is Monica's <laughs> older sister. Okay. Right. And she's Chihiro's mother yes. and Monica's older sister. And also she, she did because she worked too hard. But anyways, um, did anyone have yes, any predictions for her? Anyone get it right? No. Not by a long uh, shot. Yeah. All right. So, Lana, Okay, I had first. two. Um, one kind of goes hand in hand with director Peg. Um, Caitlin Glass was one of my predictions. Um because I figured, A, mm -hmm. she would put herself somewhere in the dub, which she did, but not here. <laughs> she, she, of <laughs> all things, she, and I just found this out, of all things, she was the dog in the third episode. Un uncredited as the dog. Yes, she, she was, was the puppy Tara. dog on Tara. Um, but I also, like, because Caitlin can play maternal, motherly figures as well, so I figured that'd be a good choice there. I say motherly, maternal figures... But Assassination Classroom does not count. <laughs> mm. We do oh, not yes. count Nagisa's mother. Um, my other choice, and this is because while I was making predictions for Shonen Maid, I was prepping, I think I was also at that, around that point, um, prepping for Garo. So I had Don Bennett as my other mm. choice. Ah, I see. Using her Absolutely. big girl voice from Sky Wizards. That was my other choice. Ah, very good. Oh, what yes. about you, Zena? Did um, you have anyone? Since I was watching Tokyo Ghoul at the time, um, I was thinking Monica Rial because I wanted to see what she could do with the role. Okay. I mean, I've, we've seen her use her big girl voice more in a seductive way, but I wanted to see more motherly side of uh, Monica. That's interesting. Yeah, that okay. that would work that would really well, actually. I'd, I'd like to see how that would pan out. But if you're listening, Cordelia, Monica. Cordelia doesn't count as a motherly figure. 
Cordelia from Diabolic Lovers. <laughs> no. I forgot she was in that. Yes. Yes, I, she I, was Cordelia. I, Bitch, get off my balcony. It's the circle of life and it moves the soul, damn it. Oh, man. I, oh, I need... Hey, I, I you know Cordelia, you you, Cordelia and Nagus' mom should... Cordelia and Nagus' mom should, like, get together and drink wine and have a book club or How something. many other bad moms can we throw in there? We should throw Ragio in there. I was gonna uh, say, have, have Ragio. Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could, we could start yeah. a, mother, a bad mother. Anyways, hey, Sneeves, do you oh, have I a... Yes, I did not actually... So I want to go last I had a... If I was... I, this is not a prediction so much as... I would have... I thought it was interesting that the idea of Monica Real. I would have thought we'd need an older, an older, uh, deeper female voice here. But I, I would have almost thought um, um, the major. She was Sunad. You, you know the. Why can't I remember Mary Elizabeth McGlynn? There we are. I, I know she wouldn't be in that because right. she's got more important mm-hmm. things to do with her life than appear as a guest parent character in a small thing that really is kind of off her radar, but I I had that mental image going in of what she'd sound like. And I would have thought, oh. find a poor person's okay. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, some noob who's still coming up through the ranks of Funimation there. And Oh, we already have one. And she was Motoko, Kus- Ma- yeah. Motoko Kusanagi. Really, mm-hmm. honestly. Elizabeth yeah. Maxwell. What's her name? What ah. was her name? Elizabeth and it's Maxwell, funny you yeah. bring up, like, Putting her, putting her, she wouldn't come out for like a no-name thing like that. Larry Elizabeth Lynn did have a role in Ghost in the Shell Rise, not as the major, but she does have a role in the in the OVA series and the film. I thought there would have been. Yeah, yeah, we already yes, have a do. new voice for Motoko. It's Elizabeth Maxwell. I'd have and to actually watch a Rise to learn that proper like, but okay. You see, it's interesting that all of you guys are going around making predictions of women with deeper maternal voices. I had sort of the okay. opposite. What were you idea. thinking then? Because Chio is very young. She the reason that she got kicked out of her household was because she fell in love at a very young age and got kicked out but decided to raise her child on her mm. own. And so I think she doesn't really have a lot of years Make a under valid her. point. And so I wanted to see her a younger character, younger actress play someone sort of like this unwed young mother who is trying to raise her child. So Marcus Dimmick? Well, of course. Yes, yes Marcus Dimmick would be yes. perfect in this role. No. I, I, this is the actress. I went completely out in left field. This is actress that I've never heard her play anything similar okay. to this kind mm. of role. But I have heard her play slightly older voices than she's used to. And so I chose... Sarah oh, Eden yes. as Chia. That is an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm stroking my right because right she now thinking about this and it makes a good deal of sense. You're stroking something else because she played, of course, um, she was in Honey Pop as an older. Oh God damn it! We're bringing this she, up. Well, no, no, no. She also played a more young, you know, a uh, older teenage type character in Topi- Tokyo ESP this is true. as well. Where she got to use a bit of a deeper register. And so, yeah, I would like to see Sarah play that sort of role. Naturally, yep. we're as, all usual. as usual. Nothing new. Take a shot. Uh, and so, the so, actress who is actually playing 
Chio is Michelle Rojas. Mm. And now we've heard Michelle. Uh, she doesn't have many major roles under her belt, but she has quite a few. Um, she is Toko in... Well, no, she's Toka Yada in Assassination Classroom. She's Toka in Data Live. Uh, basically, she voices a lot of characters named Toka. Uh, she's Mikoto in Gonna Be the Twin Tail. She's Aiha in Norgami Aragoto. Uh, she's Suzu in Riddle Story of Devil. She's Chio. She's in Chone Maid, of course. Uh, Koela Viper in Sky Wizards Academy. Uh, she's Nashiro Yasuhisa in Tokyo Ghoul Route A. She's Nar she's going she's cast as Naria in a future dub, which we'll talk about later. Almost gave it away. Oops. Almost. Um she's almost, yeah. She's been in Show by Rock, uh, Red Data Girl, um, Psychopaths, Kamisama Kiss. Just still relatively new, but she's been in quite a bit in the past few years. And so from the little we've heard from Chio, what has been our opinion? I like it. I honestly mm. I mean uh, I think she fits the char character pretty well, and uh, she has the, the mm -hmm. right amount of energy and uh, laid-backness. Um, I, I thought it was mm -hmm. great. great. Yeah, there was, a, there was that slight flippance about her performance that I found worked really, really well to kind of deliver that this woman really doesn't know what she's doing as a mother in some regard. She's doing the best she can, but... That's not how you write a last letter to darling dearest. At the yeah. same time, she That's did not... know how to make omelets, and isn't that what counts? <laughs> Eventually. Uh, she didn't know how to make porridge, though. That's not yeah. how you write. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. That is I mean, not how you write. It's not what I was like thinking and what I expected, of course, but um, like hearing it, it makes the mom, I don't want to call her an airhead, Dits. But it a ditz, I think a ditz. It makes it a little bit. More, it gives a little bit more energy and a bit more youth and liveliness to it than like, like a very very more mature maternal mother would be. So it mm -hmm. for in that regard, it really works. Yeah, I also like that she has a slight rasp mm. to her voice. It adds a bit of a of a you know, an edge sort yeah. of you know. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm totally. trying my hardest. And adulting, yeah. adulting, adulting sucks. Yeah, <laughs> adulting sucks. does suck indeed, and parenting is even worse. So uh, that boys and girls yeah, is why no, I'm I, still I single. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Oh, hearty son, I'll anyways. always have a place in my heart for you. Sneeves and heart. Sneeves in my hearty, my favorite OTP. You don't see it, but I'm making a heart right now. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> my favorite OTP. <laughs> and the and the fan art just flowed yes. afterwards among other things. Oh, oh my. <laughs> anyway. All right, next oh one. My. Anyways, moving on before this gets even worse. Let's see here. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to Yuji Hino, who is the third of Chihiro's friends in school. Uh, he's the one who's seen a bit more often than the other two. Has a bit more of a role I in the main story. I would probably call him and more the, of the best friend of Chihiro than, out of the three. Super best right. friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's the BFFs yes. for life, yo. And so, um, has a bit more airtime than the others. Uh, who did we predict for Yuji Hino? Uh, I got nothing. I had two. I had one. 
Oh yes, yes I did. I did. I had one. Uh, this is where I put. This is where I put Terry Doty at. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she usually plays a lot of characters similar to Hino, little boys that uh, a bit. I don't want to say that he's a bit more mature for his age than the others are. And uh, yeah, this is where I would put someone like Terry at. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What about you, Lila? Um, I I had two. Both are wrong. Um. But I'm gonna, you'll understand when I say now that I'm gonna kick myself in the pants later. Um, my first choice was Afia Yu. My second okay. choice was Leah Clark. Ah. So, because we know both of them can play little boys. We know they both can. Afia, the, uh. Afia was my first choice, though, between the two. Because I felt like Afia's little boy voice would kind of be in a similar register than what I would see um, Yuji's as um leah not so much but like i was trying to wrap my head around who can voice little boy characters and who because i because i had a feeling shonen mate was probably not going to be again not probably going to be one of the top tier shows from the season for broadcast dev wise so i was like who like can possibly voice a little boy character who would actually be available and who would want to be a part of this show so that's why i had both of them in there Okay. Uh, what about you, Zenith? Did you have anyone? Um, originally, uh, well, I actually have two, now that I think about it. Um, the first one was something that I originally had for another character, but I decided it would be better for him. Um, Austin Tyndall, I think, uh, mm-hmm. would be a, a good choice, considering, again, I was watching Tokyo Ghoul at the time, and I think he has um, a, a younger boy voice that would work. Um, and then I also put in Marcus Stemmick. Because I what want, yes what? because I want to see Marcus Stimmick in something. <laughs> oh, I, I, he so needs to have that. a bigger role you want, in something. You want you want our uncle Marcus to play a ten year old. Yes. Here, here's, it gets okay. him a job party. It gets him employment. Here, here's the thing. Bringing up Marcus because <laughs> at the time of recording this episode, um, the English dub trailer for Barakamon came out. I'm pretty sure I know who voices Honda, the main character, but Megan came up to me. She was like, is that a Marcus Stemmick I hear? I'm like, I don't think so. But if it is, when we see that press release, my I'm gonna, uh, I only have two words if Marcus is voicing Honda in that show. Fucking finally. Seriously, like, Marcus, if you're listening to this, you need to be in more stuff. We love you. Just not as a 10-year-old boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just not as a 10-year-old boy. I don't think that would work very well. You heard it here first, ho- folks. Hardy wants to discriminate against this man getting employment. I shake my head in shame. <laughs> I, could, I could also see him as uh, Hino's uh, father, because that would probably be more fitting of his register. You mean his grandfather? Yeah. His grandfather. Yeah, speaking of Hino's grandfather, this we were just talking about this uh, before we started recording. We have no idea who this voice actor is, and yet he sounds so familiar. No, I, I think we're referring to Miyako's father, not, yeah, not Hino's grandfather. Yeah, Miyako's father. Miyako's father. About. Yeah, we don't know who okay. that is. It's so mm-hmm. familiar, though. Miyako's dad, but we'll get to Miyako in a second. So, all right. Anyways, um, Sneebs, did you have? Any I did not. I 
I only fixated on really three characters and completely blundered through that. Okay. All right. Uh, of course, we're all wrong. Uh, As usual. Yuji Hino is actually voiced by Morgan Berry. Yay! Uh, yes. Uh, still fairly new actress. Uh, she's mainly known for doing song covers on YouTube more than anything. Zenith, um, but... Zenith, she's, he's going who over here. You know that English cover of the Tokyo Ghoul opening theme? That's her. <laughs> and now he's happy. <laughs> Zenith... Zenith will squee, apparently. Yes. He's right here, and you, you can't see the excitement on his face, but he's so excited right now. That is one of the best songs in the world, and I, you know, uh, okay, amazing, good, good. Done. Yes. He's sold. He's okay. done. Okay, anyway. Anyway, what, what, uh, else, is she, what anyway. else has she done, though? Uh, her big role, her biggest role, is uh, she was Tokaku Azuma in Riddle Story of Devil. Uh, she was Suzanne in Maria the Virgin Witch. Mm. She was Ichirohiko, Ichiri the young version in The Boy and the Beast. Uh, she was Hiro Hiroto, I can't speak it today, Hiroto in Divine Gate. Uh, she was uh, Jacqueline from Show by Rock, uh, meaning she was the frog with the really squeaky voice who played the drums in oh, yep. that one yep. day. Yeah. And uh, she was uh, Ayumu Uzoro. I can't speak today. Ayumu Uzora in Tokyo ESP, among various Zuru? other background roles as monkey? well. Uh, she is not a giant monkey. <laughs> but that would be pretty cool if she was. We don't know funny. that she's not. You know, we've to be fair, we have never seen Morgan Berry actually look up at the full moon. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> The jokes, Anyways, the jokes. How do how do we feel about this performance? I like it a lot. I do too, because I this is the first time I've heard Morgan Berry voice a little boy character, as far as I know of. So I like it. It definitely fits the personality that I was thinking of for the character. Mm -hmm. It fits. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Uh, I I think Morgan's voice kind of has a scratchiness to it. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes out of tune every once... Her voice cracks right. every yeah. once in a while. That's true. And it works for little boy characters. It just it bothers me personally. I have an issue with it. You know, because squeaky voices have always irritated me. I don't hate it, but it does... It does affect me in squeak, ways I wish squeak, it would. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a little pet peeve of yours, is what you're saying. It is a very big pet peeve of mine because you know I have soft sound sensitivity syndrome, so a lot of noises that don't bother a lot of people do bother me. Aww. It's nothing to say. I was going to yeah, make a high it's, voice it's, thing, but then I realized that would be a dick move. So no. <laughs> it it would no if you really wanted to be a dick just either sniffle or smack your lips or something okay like that. Oh, God. And don't do okay, it don't do it open in my eyes swear to God I'll see if I can squeeze my <laughs> pants tightly enough but yeah let's not what you tight pants make your squeeze voice the go last high thing bro I Se squeeze your buttocks and shout smash in your heart <laughs> we're not talking about my hero academia Detroit smash stop it <laughs> mm. Anyways, uh, yeah, I no no offense to Morgan's performance, she did fine. It's just a pet peeve of mine. That's that it's it's purely on my end. So I think she did a good job, all things considered. Yes. Yeah. You know, I like Morgan Berry a lot. I I, I really do. It's just and, and she and she will favorite everything on Twitter. Yes, she does. Like, really, everything. 
Yeah. And which no, I just... which I wouldn't be surprised this episode comes out favorite. <laughs> yeah. And that boys and girls is how you build a Twitter fan base. I, I love you, Morgan Berry. You are Absolutely. a very wonderful person. I know Gigi loves Morgan Berry. Morgan too. Berry, I want you to do all the music for everything I do. Please, you are amazing. Oh my god. And we're still waiting on that English cover of the Riddle Story of Devil OP, by the way. Yes, we uh, are. I want to hear that bad. Right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, are we all done here? Yes, Anyone else I'm have good. anything to say? I'm okay, good. We're moving on to Miyako Otori. Um, she is the maid in training. Well, actually, she's not really a maid. She is actually... In finger quotes. Yes. She is the, um, how do you say? She's arranged to be married to Madoka, even though she doesn't want to. She actually kind of has the hots for his assistant. But, uh, uh, basically, Chihiro is training her to be a good maid and basically learn how to not screw up. And screw up, she almost always does. Unless it's cooking. That, that As, kitchen, though. That kitchen, yeah. though. Because she cooks with love, and that's what makes everything taste so good. In other words, she's the moe in a show that is already so full of moe. Yes. She is moeception, apparently. She's that kind. That kind of know. sums it up, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, do we have any predictions for Miyako? I know I certainly did. Yes, I do. I had none. I had I had one, and when the instant I looked at this character, I'm like, that's Alexis Tipton. Mm. I can see that, but I have to mm-hmm. disagree. Yeah. What did you have? Um, I had Felicia Angel as one, and for okay. and for a newer voice, um, and I am, I will probably butcher the last name, uh, Jeannie Tirado. You actually got it right. Yes. Yeah, I've had G- I put Genie in there because I was like, Grimgar was a thing. Now that we actually got to hear like her in a decent sized role, and I and I saw Miyako and I was like, I would love to hear Genie Torado in more things, and this would actually be a decent fit for her if she really wanted to play with it. You know what? I was actually watching an old episode of Fruits Basket on the dub, mm-hmm. and Genie's voice that I'm listening to her in shows like Fairy Tale Zero and uh, Three Leaves, Three Colors. She actually kind of sounds like an early Laura Bailey. Oh. If you li- if you go back and forth between okay. Fruits Basket and Three Leaves, you could definitely notice a similarity in their voice structures. Okay. I'll have to take a look at yeah. that. But anyways, it's not her. But uh, Zena, did you have any predictions? Uh, yes. I had uh, Tia Ballard because the devil is a part-timer is a thing. And uh, she, she played Geo in that. And I, I looking at the character and, and listening to the Japanese voice... I figured, okay, that, that mm-hmm. seems a little bit similar. Um, but I also put in Felicia Angel as well, just in, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it being Tia. It That was, I, I could I think I had her as a backup prediction, but my main one was definitely Alexis Tipton, mm-hmm. for sure, because she's definitely got that Moe Moe maid outfit. Uh, Moe down Moe Kuhn? Yeah, pretty much. Sneebs, do I dare ask who you nominated i'd already said i didn't have really a nomination i've already picked three characters and she wasn't among them okay i'm sorry i wish i could okay. be well, but i just thought ah i suppose i suppose you could say monica Rael again but i mean i can keep repeating that time and time again and eventually it would be right and that's kind of a way i'll say like, i i didn't want to default to monica exactly i really didn't want to default to her yeah 
Yeah. But she's done that character's uh, type uh, so often. She likes to get some variation in there, so yeah. Yeah, everyone likes variation, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Apparently, except the director of My Hero Academia. Oh! Did I just oh, hear Oh, we're not going to go there. Because Hardy just got um, a fire quirk called Snap Tongue. Um, <laughs> do I hear the mob coming in now with their pitchforks and torches? Because, um... I'm, I'm going to be meeting Colleen at the end of the month, by the way, so just to... Oh, I'm that's not going right! To, She's going to yeah. Anime Blues, isn't she? Yeah. Oh no. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, I'm not even in going to be in that episode, so you know, you, I will spare you my salt about that particular dub. Yeah. But anyways, as always, we're all wrong. Uh, Miyako is voiced by Leah Clark, mm. who and, and you why, had and, nominated for someone else. And why have I, no, I, I? Why did I not guess this one? She does a great job. She she yeah. really does. She's perfectly cast for the character. There are other people who could have probably played it well, but I think Mm -hmm. uh, Leah fits Miyako Mm. the best. Uh, Leah Clark, as you know, know, she's been with Funimation for a very long time, been in several roles. She was Arya, the main character from Arya the Scarlet Ammo. She's Yukiko Kanzaki from Assassination Classroom. Uh, She's Minami from Baka and Test. Uh, She is Miyako, she's Mia Mia from Bamboo Blade. She was in Black Blood Brothers. She was in Certain Magical Railgun. She's the lead. Scientific Railgun. She's the lead in um, Eden of the East. Uh, Saki Momori, I think Saki. is it. Yeah. Right. She was in Time Midler, uh, or Dime a Dollar. She oh, is God. in Darker Than Black as Mayu. Uh, she was in. She was Hummingbird from Dead Man Wonderland. Oh God! Here we go again. Oh, yes. I just Zenith... got Demon Wonderland on DVD, finally. I'm so sorry. I haven't seen the dub. It's going to be interesting. I, I will let you all. discover that on your own. Oh, and I've the, heard the one Drinks are on The me. wonderful, yes. wonderful, the wonderful lines that she has in that are just mwah, magnifique. Uh, she most recently was she was she was Mayu from Death Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, she was Saki from Eden of the East. She was uh, Mavis Vermilion from Fairy Tale and Fairy Tale Zero. Yep. Uh, she's just been in a lot a lot of roles. She, uh, she was Airy from um, School Rumble. Yeah, the uh, the blonde Sundere. and uh, yeah. She has had a long, lucrative career in Funimation dub specifically. So how do we like her here? Zenith, I know you're a big fan of it. I like it. Mm-hmm. My, my opinion of it is, why did I not put her here before? <laughs> like, I put her in for Yuji, and then nowhere else on my list. And then I see the cast, like, I see the cast announcement. I did not see the broadcast sub until earlier today. So I saw the cast announcement, I'm like... I'm an idiot. Why didn't I put her here? It, 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 like, bef- not even watching the dub. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I was yeah. fine with it before seeing the dub. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> yeah, she seems to have this uh, this type of role down pat because she does it so often. Mm. Um, I personally probably would have preferred someone like... I probably probably would have preferred someone like Alexis in this role, but I think she does a really good mm. job. Yeah. Yeah, all things considered. What about you, Sneeps? This was also one of those that I did not have a prediction for. Well, I mean, I mean, what is your opinion of the performance? I found it worked out quite well. 
I thought she fit nice and uh, well into the sort of role. It, it flowed into her nicely. She could deliver the the lines with the pep that she could do. I'm yeah. I, I really had nothing to add towards it other than it worked quite nicely. Sh- right. Shall we move on to the big three? Yes, yeah. let's move on to the main three. Starting with Keiichiro Shinozaki. He is Madoka's assistant, sort of his butler, pudding. almost. Pudding. 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 Who loves pudding? pudding. Yes. Pudding. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. He really, he really loves pudding. He, he has to, he has to get rid of Madoka, Madoka's cats, when every time he tries to bring them in. Because Madoka's allergic. Yeah, and he hates dogs. You know. Which is mean. Anyways, um, did, who did we predict for Keiichiro, for Shinozaki? Oh, God. Because I, I, I had two, and neither of them were right. I, I had went two also. The... One was stereotypical. The other one was a little bit um, out of the box. I had two, and uh, I, I used my noggin to think about things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, show, what, did, what did your noggin come up with, Zenith? Um, Go ahead. You uh, go the first. first one, uh, remember I said I wanted, uh, I, I chose McFarlane as director because I wanted the McFarlane Illuminati to happen. Um, <laughs> I wanted McFarlane in this role because I had, again, just seen Tokyo Ghoul and he played Amon and that seemed a very similar type of voice. Um, I also okay. chose uh, Tatum. Oh, okay. So you went for low-hanging fruit. Yes. So the one of them uh, was unusual, and one of them was pretty run-of-the-mill. So. I'm going to have to okay. agree with Zenith's Tatum pick, because Tatum was my low-hanging fruit pick, too, <laughs> for this one. Oh. Yeah. I had a bit of an odd, odd move. I would have thought Alex Morgan in this role. Uh, Here's a funny oh. story. My out-of-the-box pick is Alex Morgan. Ah, good brainwave. Yeah, yes! I would have thought I'm high-fiving the computer screen right now. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> Our brain think good things. We, yeah. We brain. Yeah, no, I would have thought he did a, a piece sort of coming into his own in this sort of thing, and it seemed a nice sort of uh, low-key role for him to sort of slide into. He can add his uh, peppery snark when he needs to, but by the by, it's just a much more sedentary and relaxed role that I think he could... Uh, Settle into quite comfortably. Yeah, and okay. my thought process with Alex Organ, like the character himself seemed like something that could work with his vocal range, but at the same time, I don't recall Alex Organ really being involved in comedic roles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so, the only one that comes rather close, but not by much, would be Zed from Bloodwell K Battlefront. Um, so I was like, okay. Let's try and put him in something that's pure, pure comedy. What you, and see what happens. Hmm, what you talking about? He was hilarious as Shogo Makashima and Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a barrel of laughs. I mean, quoting Titus and Tronicus oh, he's like a riot. that. Slitting he's someone's a riot. throat arbitrarily. He was, he was comedy gold. <laughs> comedy gold. <sighs> Alan, I... I, I would have joined the Shogo Makashima book club just to have his withering wit. Just... I would totally join the Shogo Makashima book club with you. I, I would totally do that. If we ever get a chance to go to a convention at some point, I honestly think we should do a sketch that is the Psychopath book club. 
but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I would have thought that Alex. That is a brilliant idea, but yes, Alex Oregon. Alex Oregon would have been very okay. good in this role to give him some more comedic range and put out feelers yeah. in a low-stakes show that would yeah. let him broaden himself and do more fantastic try, things. Yeah. Yep, try for more versatility and variety in his work, yeah. Okay. Can I go? Yes. Please? Yes. Okay. I uh, I thought I had two. I actually have three oh. now that I remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, first one was Jared Green. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yep. I can see that. Because he, he does a lot of these low-key sort of guys with glasses roles. Um, my second choice sort of bounce off each other, and they're both very out of the box. Probably not what you would expect looking at this character. Okay. But I had both Tyson Reinhardt and Chris George. Oh. Ooh, those are interesting picks. Chris yeah, Chris George, I can abs- I can definitely see it. Tyson's a little bit of a his range is a little bit different, so that's an interesting. Yeah, both one. they're both raspier <laughs> than what you would expect, yeah. but I think that would have been a nice contrast to this character. Uh, it might not be what you expect, but once you really have a chance to listen to it, then I could see, yeah, you know, it would, it might work. And then, for, and, and then uh, it would Shinozaki. also be probably an interesting balance with whoever voiced Monica, considering Monica's personality. So it would be an yeah. interesting contrast and a balance to that character as well. Yeah. Speaking of interesting. Yeah. Let's what talk is about weird, that. <laughs> let's talk about this because all of our predictions actually make sense, more sense than who was actually cast. Yeah. The guy who is actually playing Shinozaki is the one and only Todd Haberkorn. No, 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 you gotta say it right. You you will address him as your lord and savior, Todd fucking Haberkorn. My joke is never gonna die. You know, it isn't. Unfortunately, my parents are home, so I can't say it. So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Oh, but... Anyway. Yeah, so do you yeah. hear that first, Caitlin Glass? He Hardy called you out on... Casting Todd fucking Habercorn in this role. No, 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 no. No, she's not calling him out. I'm not calling her out at all. I'm saying that out of any possible predictions we might have had, this is the most surprising because you don't see him play this role hardly ever. Mm -hmm. And in my personal opinion, this is Habercorn. Well, first of all, let's talk about what Habercorn has been in. And at this point, it's more like what Habercorn has not been in. Yeah, because he's been in a lot. Uh, obviously, he is, you know, main characters, in, well, major characters in Oron High School, Coast Club, uh, and Hatalia. Um, he was Firo from Bacano. He's currently in both Ajin and um, Nice of Sidonia, which you can watch on Netflix. Um, SAO. He, he's in SAO. The, Thank the, you for the, reminding the me. The only good part about SAO. That goddamn right. performance in the English dub. Oh my god. No, 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 no. It was the bloopers of that performance of the English dub. That too. That too. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, if honestly, if you know, if not heard of Todd Habercorn, you have been living in a, under a rock. Natsu from, he is in, Natsu from Fairy Tale, enough said. Yeah, exactly. He's Natsu from Fairy Tale. He's Italy from Italia. He's, he's all these characters who you know and love and you know, kind of want to strangle sometimes. But anyways, this, of all the roles that he's played, he has played this type so seldomly. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, this is Todd trying to do his best J. Michael Tatum impersonation. (laughs) Now, we've heard Ian Sinclair do a 
J. Michael Tatum impersonation in some shows like Carnival. This is Todd's take on it, and it's a bit more low-key. But I think it actually works. For me, and, it, I'll admit, I didn't know what to think of it at first, because this is, a, again, a character you don't really hear Todd voice that often, and it's complete departure from what you normally hear him do. So, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know how to feel... I'm just sitting there, I'm like, eh, Zeth can account for this. Um, yeah. He, 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 he watched the first three episodes. Like, I, I had seen uh, the first three episodes dub uh, beforehand, and so we were watching it together, and I'm like, you know, he doesn't have much to say in the He's first like, episode, so just give it a little eh, bit of time. Eh. Um, personally, I think uh, he does a good job making him sound regal and more like a butler-type character. Um, and that's all I really wanted. I mean, it, it's very kind of similar to uh, the Japanese in that regard. So. I, I will at least say, I was a bit iffy at first, but it just kind of grew on me the more I was watching mm -hmm. it. I'm like, and pudding, I can soldier. get into this. Put it, I was sold on the pudding. Pudding. I was sold on the pudding. <laughs> I, I was sold there. Yeah. Okay, so are we ready to move on to from Habercorn, or does anyone else have anything to say? I'm all set. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to our main two characters. Mm. First off, we have the creepy, crazy uncle himself, Madoka Takatori. He's not creepy, oh, he's just adorable. Madoka. He reminds me so much, going back to Orton, he reminds yeah. me quite a bit of Tamaki. Oh, heck yeah. That's going to influence my, that's going to influence a few things, honestly. Um, and uh, Not I for me, it didn't influence me at creepy. all. I think Madoka is best girl. He is, oh, God he, he is, he's the Here best, and I want him to make me some cat pajamas, and is it too much to ask to have someone who actually cares about people? By the way, the one reason why I like Monica so much, he's a costume designer. Mm -hmm. As as, a, as someone, of course, I went to school for theater, that made me so happy. Because, yeah. like, you don't exactly see references, like, does, like, theatrical like designer references at all in anime really like, i would say outside of acting but that's, that's all i was like yes <laughs> you are my spirit animal right now i would say that Modica, at first glance may come across as the creepy uncle and he does occasionally do things he probably shouldn't yeah but there's like, a you know, reason for them he's not a crazy uncle as much as he is just a nagging mom. He's a man child. Yeah, really. Yeah. He he, he he does creepy things, but there's no ill intent behind it. He's he's lonely. He wants Yeah. He, he wants he honestly wants to be a parent he wants to, be to and a friend. To, yeah. Uh, he's Even though he does from a great loss and uh he he had been away from his sister for so long. And he'd wanted her to reach out and ask for help for so long to the point where when she passes away, the only thing he can do is help the only person who's close to him. And, you know, he does his best to act like um, more of a sisterly, motherly figure. Right. Yep. He wants yeah. to, he just is a Maybe. big old child who is trying to grapple about with this whole being an adult thing. And finding being yeah. a parent is the best route he has to do that. Oh my god, I just realized. Mm -hmm. Monica is Michael Jackson. 
You just realized that. Yeah, I saw that for a good long while there. It's like, yep, yeah, this this man is totally Michael Jackson. I'm not gonna mm. say anything. Cause it's a thriller! God damn it! Thriller of the night! God damn it, guys. I'm gonna disagree about the Michael Jackson thing, but... Yeah! I'm gonna disagree there, too. But anyway, um... Unlike Michael Jackson, because Michael Jackson's career kind of spluttered out because Invincible was anything but, and let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Michael Jackson made me a little uncomfortable. True. Anyway, I think made a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah, predictions. Anyway. Okay, like I, I said three, earlier. I you believe it or not. Okay, three? go ahead. That's as many as I three. I had three. Ones. I know, right? Um, mine are kind of ranging across the board. Actually, I do have a default, but um, uh, did you did you cast sexy Josh? He was not my default, <laughs> but he was my first choice, because fuck it, he can play anything he wants now. Okay, we gotta do it. Don't. No! The impenetrable hole keeps getting dug deeper and deeper and deeper. She's picked sexy oh, Josh. Dear. You kind of lost yeah. you there. <laughs> no, because, like, Monica, to some extent is very much a, like, a caffeinated Koronosuke. Like, Koronosuke, if he was on, like, a shit ton of sugar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he, Monica, like, Monica reminds me of if, um, Koronosuke from Princess Jellyfish was given a lot of caffeine and sugar. That <laughs> right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... And we and I know Josh can play characters that have so much energy and life to them. And again, the guy has been like surprising everyone recently with a variety of things. So I could put I could guess him at anything I feel like he could like that I feel like he can handle. Okay. I'm just gonna say that. Um, so who are your other two? Second choice for something a little bit different. Oddly enough, this is the oddball one. I had Justin Briner. Oh, really? He was the oddball one. Because um, I wanted to see him try for something a little bit different. Because um, he's he can... Has he been in a comedy, actually? Justin Briner... Because um, he did, cause he did Grimgar, he did Sarah. He said Garo, he... Um, he's in Princess Stride, but... Uh, not as a, like, not as this kind of character. I don't think he has been in a, in a major role in a comedy yet. No. So. so that would be something completely different for him. Um, I see. And then my default was Ian Sinclair. Mm. Okay. Ian was my default, because we all know he can handle comedies. We all know he can. Um, this right. would, this character in particular would just be an interesting take for him to take, to handle. I feel okay. like his take on Monica would have been very interesting. Oh, okay. All right. I, as for my predictions, I also had three, and Josh Greeley was one that I shared with you. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I also had Jerry Jewell. Mm. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that would be good. Yeah. And um, because we, he's done these sort of silly 
uh, hyper roles before in other things. Um, but I also, I kind of went back to the Oron connection, and that's what influenced my first two characters, my choices for the, my first two characters. And I kind of saw Tom, you've mentioned him being, Madoka's sort of like an older version of Tomiki. And so, yeah, I kind of said, you know, maybe Vic Mignogna could play him. Okay, that that's fair. That would be one of what my picks. Seeing this, I couldn't help but imagine Vic Mignogna in this voice. Like, and try as I may, I couldn't think, ah, yes, it's basically a flashback to good old Oron days. And uh, yeah, yeah that, that for me was just... I couldn't see any other part in this role and was somewhat disappointed when the real reveal came around. I was, oh, but I kept expecting Vic. Mm-hmm. Honestly? What about- oh, no. Zenith can go. Sorry. My bad. Um, most of mine have been said. Vic Mignogna and Josh Greeley. So. I actually had a pseudo fourth choice because I kept thinking about this as well for a little bit. But this was mostly after I saw the cast announcement. And who ended up playing him. Um, but the, my pseudo fourth choice, because I thought for a minute I, that I had predicted him before, and, and then I looked at my list earlier today, I'm like, I didn't predict him? What the hell? Um, my pseudo fourth choice was Aaron Roberts. <laughs> ah, now that I think about it, that would have worked really well. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, and after seeing the casting announcement, like, because the person who is voicing Madoka and Aaron mm. Roberts were both in Dance with Devils. <laughs> so my brain went there and then I was like Aaron Roberts could Aaron Roberts could have been a good choice too I I think I did predict him right I predicted him right look at my list damn it I didn't predict him but yeah Aaron Roberts would have been a good choice as well as well we're all wrong so Lilac I want you to tell the audience who is playing Monica Takatori oh god um what's the best way to put this uh I think we need to go back to Seraph of the End for a second here. Okay. Because we should we should absolutely talk about that one character <laughs> that was so important and he shows up in two episodes. It, it's it's Seth Magil. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you know I love you, right? Yes. But uh, Zenith, let me borrow your fedora real quick. Can I can I borrow that? Let me put this on real quick. I have spares. Okay, awesome. Let me put my fedora on. Sneebs, Zenith, I'm going to need you to give me a hey-o after I say this, all right? Oh, god damn it. All right. All right. Well, actually... (laughs) Confirmed. The name is Seth McGill. Seth McGill. Not Magil? Not Magi-ol? Because he sounds Magi-col... In his voice acting oh. magic. Mr. Seth M- Magill is... Yes. Magill. But yes, it is confirmed Fuck to be names. Seth McGill is I know, playing I know. the role going of back Monica to Clifford Takatori. Chamber. I'm going to keep fucking up his last name for the rest of time. I already really. know this. Mr. Clifford, I apologize. I will keep screwing your name up forever. <laughs> Seth McGill, it, Monica is the role you were born to play. This yes. is perfect. <laughs> and I knew this was going to be good dub... The, the moment I heard the, my feelings, ah, uh, but, but like from the moment he was introduced, like he just, he has this energy about him. He's just oozes a charisma in every single 
scene. I, I just I, love I, it. I fell in love with it the second I saw him. Mm. I was like, oh my god. Not the puppy, get it away. This, this... <laughs> It'll grow this, into a vicious beast. This totally makes up for Dance with Daedalus. This <laughs> totally makes up for it. Oh my god, I love this! <laughs> Speaking of the puppy... Speaking of the puppy, oh my god! There is a very quick scene in episode 3 where we see a flashback to a mini Monica when he was a little boy of a puppy jumping on him, trying to be playful and scaring him. And little Monica is played by Michaela Krantz. Mm. Yay! Big, big sister Mika, yay! Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I I kind of like Seth as Monica. He's, uh... He's definitely fabulous enough. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's and it's. When, when I, I first saw this, I was wondering how they were going to be able to top the uh, the original Japanese because I saw that like I was I was up to episode like six or seven at that point in the Japanese, and I'm just like, you know, I I want to see how they can do this, and I think Seth McGill is mm -hmm. just as good as the save. He, he, you know, this is the main font of the show, aside from Chihiro, and I think they do a fantastic job casting him in this role. So, before we get too much further, hey, mm -hmm. Hardy, what else has Mr. Uh, Seth McGill done? All right, absolutely. He was that super important character from Seraph of the End, which we had to know of <laughs> yes. both times okay. they made casting announcements, of course. Yes, but uh, in more prominent roles, he's still relatively new. Um, yep. Let's see. He hasn't been in much. He was uh, Shiki in Dance with Devils, that little turd. Uh, he was Akiha in Noragami and Noragami Aragoto. Mm -hmm. He was Ryu Izumino in Prince of Stride. Um, and he was Sir Edward Lambert in World Break, Aria of a Curse for a Holy Swordsman. And those are all of his major roles. He's also Rufus in Fairy Tale. Um, other than that, he's been background voices in Assassination Classroom, Dead Man Wonderland, Dragon R Academy, Eureka 7 AO, um, Nor uh, let's see, Mock and Key, uh, One Piece, and so on and so on. Everyone's he's still in one pretty piece. new. Yes. Hasn't done a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, with this, he's finally getting to play a main character, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, he sounds really, really fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is definitely his biggest role to date. It absolutely is his biggest role to date, and I would honestly have to say this is probably his best role to date. Yes. Yeah. Why do you have to be so mean? <laughs> I just, oh, They're beastly! <laughs> like, I find it interesting, like, yes, he's he's very good at, like, all of the bubbly, energetic moments, but there have been a couple of times where Monica at least lowers that a little bit, and he kind of lowers his guard a tiny bit. So... And lets he, us he, in. Yeah, and then Seth does phenomenal on that side, too. To be fair, based on what we've seen so far with the three episodes, there clearly is a bigger story to Monica. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know what that story is yet, um, but I am interested to see Seth go from happy, spunky-go-lucky Monica and shift that to a much more serious tone. Serious and... Oh, uh, what's the right word to put? Subtle, I think? Yeah. Okay. Much more Reserve. serious and subtle tone. Reserve, thank you. That's the best word I can think of. They, they are very subtle about it because they lay hints, um, having seen a little bit further ahead, uh, they do lay hints early on about what's going on 
um, what happened in the past. Uh, I don't know the full story myself, my but basically, you know, there's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And I do have to say that I, I pretty much that. called a lot of his motivation early on. Um, I'm, I'm very good at analyzing these types of characters. A bottle of rum says Daddy didn't love him. That's the that's the oh. reveal, and he will pull that out subtly and delicately and oh so piquantly. I highly doubt that, especially given um, what I know about the character. So, yeah, um, yeah, th there's a lot behind the scenes that they're going to reveal, and uh, I, I love the character. Let's move on to our main character, the shonen maid himself, Chihiro Komiya. Uh, yes. If you don't know, he is a young boy who has been shonen. not abandoned. He has lost his mother due to illness, and... As a result, he's been forced to move in with his eccentric uncle. Uh, as a result, he is absolutely appalled by filth. Yep. Filth bothers him. He loves to clean. It's quite honestly strange, to be honest. I find it inspiring, but, especially because he has so much passion. Also, he's a tsundere, so yeah. He's totally yeah. a tsundere. <laughs> he's totally Man, a tsundere. It's adorable. He's not as soon as I am, but he's definitely a tsundere. And and then the one big running joke, the other big running joke aside from um, Chihiro's excessive cleaning tendencies, that goddamn kitchen. <laughs> because oh, Madoka cannot keep it clean. <laughs> because Chihiro cleans a kitchen, and then either Madoka or Miyako destroys it. Because it screws it up. Yep, destroys That's it. pretty much life. Doesn't take long. Mates. Doesn't take long for the kitchen to be just a mess. And yet, Monica makes such bro. amazing cookies. Like, I seriously want one of those those <laughs> Keiichiro and, uh, and uh, Miyako cookies. By the way, Miyako learned her baking skills from me. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, that just goes to show you that Monica can at least cook, even if he's terrible at cleaning. Yes. So. Anyways, moving on to our main character, um, who did we have predictions for? Because I, I had a couple, and then... I had a couple um, at first, but then I narrowed it down to one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. I, I had a couple. Yeah. For me, going back to the connection to Auron, is I kind of wanted to see sort of a reunion between mm. Caitlin Glass and Vic Mignogna. More reunions. And so, yeah, and so I had Caitlin as one of my predictions for, for Chihiro. But then I also kind of wanted to see Morgan Berry get another lead role. Ooh, so I okay, put her yeah. here as well. Yeah, so those are my two, Caitlin Glass and Morgan Berry. What about you, Lilac? Um, I guess you could say I went default, but also... Um, with someone more fairly new as well in that regard. Default would have been Brina Palencia in this case. Okay. Mm. Um, mm. She has played little boy characters before. I mean, Black Butler is obvious one. Um, the out, the, I wouldn't say out of the box pick because she has played little young boy characters at this point. Um, and we did actually bring her up not even five minutes ago. Michaela Krantz is my oh. other choice for Chihiro. She was my other choice. Because um, I liked how she sounded as Ryu from Snow White. I still need to see what she did for the character that she plays in um, Black Butler Book of Circus. Uh, 
No, I'm still not gonna say what, because as of now, I think that episode is kind of in the works. I don't know. Th things have been crazy hectic, but, um, I really wanted to see Michaela in more things. And, mm -hmm. like, kind of get major roles as well. So, I was like, okay, let's put Michaela here. Let's put her here. Right, right. What about you, Zenith? Um, like I said, I originally had two picks, and then I narrowed it down to one, because my original pick was Austin Tyndall. Now, really? I, uh, We're back to guys, boys now, and guys. I, I understand that they do a lot of, like, girls doing guy voices, and Jihiro is more, like, uh, more young boy, but I, I originally watching Tokyo Ghoul, I'm like, maybe Austin could pull it off, but then I decided Hino was a better fit for Austin. And then I said I settled on Clifford Chapin. I think that would be a better choice for Chihiro in, in my original prediction. Those are both really odd picks. Yes. I will say I'll say this, Zenith. After watching Dimension W, you really, really don't want Clifford Chapin voicing a little boy. After Gangsta, you yeah. really don't want Clifford Chapin voicing a little boy. I'm sorry, Clifford, you're wonderful and adorable, but no. <laughs> yeah. Never again. I don't know. Never he did again. a good job with Hide, so if he can just do that with, with you know. But Hide is a college student. Chihiro is in elementary school. Puberty has... is a thing that exists, sir. He just <laughs> has to lower the pitch of his voice by no. a couple of octaves. No! <laughs> no! Lower yes. the pitch? He'd have to put it in a falsetto range, which he tried doing in Gangsta. Just stomp him he... in the nuts and then. <laughs> <laughs> You, you yeah, share the exact same thoughts I do. Brilliant. Oh, <laughs> okay, so Sneebs, what were your predictions? I saw this as a Mona Marshall role. I really did. Really? I, I would have that seen that there was that sort of heavy boyish um that heavy boyish overtone I I kept envisioning Mona in this. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think Mona's gonna go, move from Los Angeles to star in a Funimation broadcast. Though, I've I've realized she's she has been in the career long enough to be able to be doing far more than just <laughs> appearing in a minor dub like this. But that was very much the vision I yeah. had in my head. No, no, you, definitely I could hear it as well because she's you'd be made better a career. off predicting Chuck Huber. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you imagine Chuck Huber? As as Jihiro. Can we not? That does that sounds weird. Cause now I have um The Devil from Bacano. Uh, no. As, as, um geez. Chuck Huber as Chihiro no, uh, and Marcus uh, Stimic as Yuji Hino. God damn it. No, I Those had, are um, my joke predictions for the evening. I'll be here I, all I week. had a... you say Chuck Huber. I had Shao Tucker pop in my head all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, no! No! So, so, I'm so you sorry, want... boys. I'm going to have to clean out the kitchen now. I hope <laughs> you don't mind as I make as I put away your cookies. God damn don't, it! Don't put away my cookies. I'm not done eating those yet. God oh, you damn will it! Be, Hardy. You will be. Oh. <laughs> That's Marcus you're talking to, not Hardy. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could. Anyways. <laughs> of course, we're all wrong. In this case, I'm glad we're all wrong. Because seriously. Too. I really good lord. But I wanted Chuck Huber. No. I'm glad we're wrong in this case. I really am. <laughs> Anyways. 
Chihiro Komiya is actually played by the lovely and adorable Afia Yu. Which, going, going back to Leah Clark and Miyako, why did I not put Afia here? Be- I'll give why? you a reason. The, the same reason that I, I didn't choose Colin, Colleen Clinkenbeard. Not because they're bad voice actresses. No, far from it. It's just sometimes they seem a little bit off to me in this type of role. Well, mm. here's the thing. First of all, I don't recall Afia being in an actual leading role. I've seen her in major roles, but not a yeah. leading role. That is mm. very true. This is her very first lead role. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, honestly yeah. I think it's well-deserved because I think her Chihiro is adorable and I love it. I, Go, I think... 95% of the time it's fantastic but it's there's just a few moments every so often where I don't feel it sounds natural and I think a lot of it is when Chihiro's shouting like um, when he first got to the kitchen and he, he the fire was in his eyes like the lines he said right before that like those very very couple lines um, I thought they just didn't sound natural to me but it's, it's See, a I- very minor gripe I have the exact opposite opinion, in fact. I think when Chihiro is speaking in his normal register, it sounds a bit forced when he's actually showing more emotion. You get to see just how good of an actress that Afia really is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying she's a bad actress at all. I'm just saying something sounded off to me. I still think this is a great dub, and I think as uh, Afia grows into the role, maybe for like the official release, it'll be fine. Honestly, yeah. um, I'm completely fine with it. Just minor gripes. So, Hardy, what else has Afia done? Well, I'm glad you Afia asked. For that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Jamstar for that one. Uh, she has she's Ryo Nakamura in Assassination Classroom. She has done roles in a certain scientific railgun. Uh, she was Yukari in Divine Gate. In, in other words, the dub that was better than the show itself. Yeah. She was Canon in Guilty Crown. She was Meka in Mikagura School Suite. She's Rita in Rage of Bahamut, which we've already covered. Yeah. Uh, she was Airy and Gezi in Robotics Notes. She was Yuzuki in Selector, Infected We Cross. Mm-hmm. And selector it spread we cross. Uh, she was Mikuni in Shangri La. Uh, she is Holmi in Show by Rock. She's the goat. She's the goat in Show by Rock. She's the goat. The goat is conspiracy. Hardy, wait, you made wait. her the goat. So we've already you... talked about our basic feelings about her performance, except for you, Sneebs. What did you think? I really liked it. I found that it was exactly what I was expecting for this sort of role as. Um, Something that sounded uh, natural for a boy, for a boyish, a boyish role that had a female actor in it. Mm-hmm. I found the part where he was reading aloud the letter from mother that worked very, very well. They, I found some of the comedy in that uh, she communicated that very effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pick up on some of the snide, some of the snideness that I wasn't quite anticipating, but. Uh, yeah, I found she really delivered. I yeah. have nothing but good what to say. What did she deliver, though? Chinese food? Something else? No, no. She's the little girl with. She's the little Asian girl with the cupcakes. Remember? Yes, <laughs> this is true. 
<laughs> Afi is adorable. Her Twitter is so adorable. There was the one week where um, on Double Talk they had to skip Assassination Classroom. And she posted this perfect picture because as of now, she did take over directing for the second season full time. Because um, Joel McDonald is, is a dad now. Uh, so he has Aww. so he has a little boy that he has to take care of. Um, but uh, there was a picture of Afia. She's, I can't remember the exact words in the tweet, but the picture itself was her on the couch um, crying, and she had ice cream in her hands. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that great. picture. It's like, it was so great, and it was basically about, like, because they had to skip one week because um, they were trying to keep up with the Japanese broadcast of the show. So, um, yeah. it was great. Afia's so incredible. So, Basically, all around, Afi is good. In fact, this whole dub is pretty good. It's, Absolutely, you this could is... tell that you could tell that just like Chihiro, the entire cast and staff worked really, really hard on it. Mm. It totally. is it is more than just a solid dub, in my opinion. Um, I think the strength of the three main characters really carries it, but they have such a, a great cast overall then it never really feels like any one person is doing better or worse than each other. It's all around, they're all giving passionate performances and they all care about what they're doing. And in a show like this, in any other season, you might, uh, you might not have as many people passionate about such a small project like this. This is a yeah. fantastic mm. job. And might I add, we still have roles that we don't know about yet. Right. Because we don't know who's going to play the boy band in the in credits. Yeah. So. We don't know that part. Um, like, yeah, it's a very good cast overall. Very, very much good variety here in terms of the casting. Because, again, we have Afia, who has not had a leading role before. We have Seth McGill, who hasn't really had a lot of big, big roles as, to date. Capricorn doing something that he doesn't normally do. Yeah. Like, not o not only is it, like, taking well-known older voice actors, it's bringing in some of the fresher ones, the ones that aren't utilized that often, and putting them in places that you may or may not expect them to be. And right now, for these three episodes, I think it really works. And having seen a little bit more, um, yeah, it definitely does work. Um, I'm 100% sold. Shonen Maid, uh, like I said at the beginning, is one of my top uh, current ongoings right now. And as soon as this is released on Blu-ray or DVD, hopefully it is, I'm picking this shit up. Oh, more than likely they're going to release it. I am picking this up. I would imagine if probably sometime next year they would release it. I'll, I'll just want to comment on that, Zenith. Um... They've already said that if it gets a broadcast dub, it's like 99% yeah. confirmed to get, to get a, a, a physical release. release. Well, Funimation, um, well, you, you can expect me to... Uh, They're going to get your money. You, you're going to get my money. You're going to get a review. It's going to be good. Oh, no. Yes. So what would Barry have to say on Shonen Maid? Oh, no. Uh, so so there's this guy. He, he's, he's a young boy, and uh, he's a maid. And uh, he's all cute and stuff. 
I, I didn't really care too much about him, but that Monica guy, I, he can make me an outfit any day of the week. He, it wouldn't even matter if it was cute or not. He can make me anything. Would, would he make you? Would you be okay with that cat pajama suit? As long as he puts the, the Red Sox logo on the front. God damn it! That's all I need. <laughs> okay, Barry needs to go home now. Bye, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he don't uh, don't touch my Coke Zero. I see you eye in it. <laughs> I, I took the last one already. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I I absolutely think it's really solid. This dub is really solid right now. Absolutely. That, awesome. And so, if you too would like to appreciate this solid dub, you certainly can. Uh, you have to sign up for Funimation's uh, All Access Pass. And give Funimation your money. You know you want to. Mm-hmm. Because the the Canadian with the soothing voice tells you to. What's a Canada? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> What's a, a Canada can- is what happens when an American has health care and doesn't die to gun violence every time. Oh! Shit's on like Donkey Kong, nerd. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> If you would like to watch Shonen Made, you can do so on Funimation's Elite Service. Um, They do offer a two-week free trial. However, you have to put in your credit card information. So if you decide to cancel, make sure you remember to... Uh, do so. Remember to do so or they will charge your card. However, odds are that you will be so enamored by the Shonen Made dub and all the other broadcast dubs from this wonderful service that and uh, uh, how many other episodes do they have i, I forget it's um, over nine thousand I th- see I, th- I don't have to make the joke anymore <laughs> i think the new thing is it's over a hundred one hundred i think it's a, the new thing that they're going with is over a hundred thousand minutes or something like that it's over a hundred thousand minutes you'll be so enamored thing. by all that anime at your fingertips that you'll probably just leave the subscription on there anyways. Yeah, and, um, and if you're looking to watch the broadcast of Shonen Made itself, I believe that's on Fridays. Yes, it is. Uh, however, there have been a few episodes delayed due to both the earthquakes. Like yep. Episode 3 was delayed by a week because of the earthquakes. Episode 5 was delayed by a week because of production issues. And so Shonen Made, unfortunately, has a bit of a history with getting delayed, so... Mm-hmm. Just be patient with it, and eventually you'll you'll be able to enjoy the entire show. To be Just fair, like the dogs. delays haven't been very long. This this isn't like a, a One Piece level delays where you'll get like maybe three weeks or, or more. So th- this is this is pretty solid in terms of its, right. its production schedule. Exactly. And so, anyways, um, that's basically all. Do I have to say anything else, Lilac? You know. Is that basically it? Uh, Otaku on? Uh, not yet. Um, if you are interested in at least seeing Shonen Made in general, the simulcast is currently ongoing, and that is free. Um, you don't have to have an elite subscription for it. Um, and as of now, I do think, if I recall correctly, the first episode of the English dub is free. You don't have to be an elite subscriber to see the first episode of the dub. Ooh. But after that, you do have to have the elite subscription. Yes, they're doing, that's something new they're doing this year is for the first episode only, you can watch the first episode in English absolutely free. They're doing that for My Hero Academia as well, and I think, and you thought there was never a girl online, I think they're doing Uh, all three of those. Yep, they are. I have, Mm -hmm. I have tabs for like, broadcast devs and shows like that, and yep, Netogay does have that as well. For what? 
Um, I would imagine okay. that Three Leaves and Enride would as well. Which is, is a great okay. thing in mm. my opinion, because after one episode of My Hero Academia and Shonen Maid, you will want more. You yes, will want you will. More. Honestly, after one episode of a good amount of Funimation's catalog, you will want more. <laughs> to be quite yeah, honest yes. with you. But we're totally not f spies for Funimation or anything. Totally, no. Uh, As I sip my coffee from my Funimation mug. We're, we're, we're totally not um, Funimation... Yes. I don't want to refer to us. I as totally as, don't. I don't want to refer to us as Funimation whores, but <laughs> chills. I am totally chills. not endorsed by Funimation. Wink, wink, nudge. <laughs> wink, wink. Anyways, right. before we go, uh, let's uh, let's talk about our future projects. Uh, Zenith, what have you got coming up in the coming weeks? Well, uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, I will probably already have this out. But right now, I'm working on uh, the next history of one piece uh it's the buggy arc overview which is entering final editing um i'm about a quarter of the way done with it right now so it'll it'll be out by the time this episode airs I'm hey zenith 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 yes when's the next history of one piece it is when it ever <laughs> never it is never coming out <laughs> we had a conversation about this over lunch earlier oh, um Lord. and then i'm also uh i have a crossover with the lovely Miss Lilac. Yes! I, and most of the people in this call, uh, and yes. most of Dub Talk, uh, we're, we're doing a Bacchano crossover, which I'm hoping to have mm. by the end of uh, this month, which is currently uh, June. <laughs> as, he looks, as he looks at his wrist for a watch he doesn't have. Um, he just did that. Yes, uh, so th those are my two big things right now. I'm doing stuff in between. Um, but yeah, I'm... I, I'm getting back on track with anime reviews, uh, you know, One Piece anime, uh, and, uh, you know, more and more anime. If you want to see the full anime observations opening that I released uh, for the new show, it, you can do so on my YouTube channel. Very cool. Mm. And they can follow you on Twitter at? YouTube.com slash Zenith Will Review. He was talking about what? your Twitter, not your YouTube, sir. Oh. But but they will probably need that if they want to find your stuff. Well, What's your Twitter? I, well, I, my Twitter is at Zenith Will Rule. Very cool. And uh, Sneebs, what about you? What are you? What kind of? What are you getting yourself into lately? What besides a lot of really trouble, good? A lot of trouble, probably. A lot a of lot good of gin trouble, and weed. More than a fair amount of alcohol alcohol abuse, but. Um, <laughs> I have recently unlocked my Twitter and made it open to the masses. You can follow me online at Uncle Azrael, Uniform, November, Lima, Ec Charlie, Echo, Alpha, Sierra, Romeo, India, Echo, Lima. And you too can listen to the fine Twitterings of the greatest troll to ever swim the internet's waves. As well, there has been madcap talk about me perhaps running a tabletop role-playing game for the good people of Dub Talk. Or for the good people of Dub Talk, the good people of this podcast, which is Dub Talk, what am I saying? Well, this is yes. the first I've heard of that. Flub Talk? Flub, Flub Talk, yes. No, no, it's Sub Talk. It was mentioned briefly. Sub Talk. It was mentioned... 
This was mentioned briefly long, long ago during the Bahamut review, but it was since forgotten because Ah, we all got dazed by a magic spell that the uh, evil Gorgon cast upon us, but fortunately, I happen to have a scroll of dispel magic upon my person. I'm just shooting about the breeze here. I don't have much planned for my online Japanime life because I have too many real-life things to occupy my time with, but... Mm -hmm. I can always come up with something to engage my fine friends with. Mm-hmm. And as for me, you could reach me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. You could also find me as the moderator of the Funimation forums. Uh, I'm usually there dealing with trolls and spam bots and jerk faces. But mm-hmm. uh, if you want to come by the forums and just say, hey, hey, you know, you chat with me. And as long as you play nice, you know. We could always be cool. Um, Please go on there and actually say something substantial. That is always welcome on large-scale forums like that. Go and hang with Hardy and say, I really have quite enjoyed that your reviews on Fist of the North Star. I think that was a fabulous show because of this, 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 and this. Yes, absolutely. And you can also follow me on Twitter where I post lots of goat pictures. I'm currently going through 366 days of bleach, and it totally sucks. Um (laughs) I also it am a huge Final Fantasy. Sixty-six days of goats. Exactly, which it does which doesn't suck, and you should all follow that hashtag, every <laughs> one of you. And also, I'm but a huge Rukia Final is best girl Hardy. Ha ha ha! My ass. Um, <laughs> Yoroichi oh, says hi. Like Donkey Kong. Yoroichi says hi. Yachiru. Um, I'm also a huge Final Fantasy nerd, and I'm constantly posting fan art of. Of, uh, of Tifa Lockhart. In fact, you can look at my awesome commission that I had done. Oh, my of God. Ba- of everything that I love. And, um, and yeah, that's that's basically me. I don't put out reviews or, or do anything like that, but I'm I'm a pretty cool guy, so follow me and, and, uh, and you know, have go nuts or whatnot. And I can't help but feel like I'm forgetting something. What, who, what am I, what am I? How did I know the joke was going to come back? Because it was terrible, and Hardy got, can't come up with something more imaginative. Probably because it's this first hosting of an episode <laughs> while I am actually here. Because <laughs> all the other love episodes you, he's hosted, I have never been here. Yeah. Love you, boss lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, if You're it... fired. <laughs> Get out. Um, uh, in terms of stuff that I am currently working on... Oh, good lord, what am I be working on? Um... Because outside of dub talk, of course, um, I have been working on actual anime reviews again. So, woohoo! Because uh, right now, as of now, I've watched... I'm working on my massive review week that I'm hoping to put up some point this summer. I've watched two out of the five shows that viewers picked. One script is written, one is not fully written. And I have started the third series out of the five. Um, but... Other things, currently, as of right now, you can see me do things on Infinite Rainy Day as I do help out with seasonal uh, reports and stuff like that. Shonen Maid is not one of the shows I was assigned, um, though I probably should have requested to take it on now that I've seen the show afterwards. Uh, And I also edit and help out with um, the podcast for Rainy Day. Um, otherwise, I do random videos and vlogs and stuff like that. Like, I might be recording, because I just got, I just picked this up from my P.O. box. I might be recording an unboxing of this new loot anime crate. And I, I might help. Yeah, you might. <laughs> um, but, um, 
if you're looking for any of my shenanigans on Twitter, you can follow me at Lilac Anime Review. Uh, review, of course, spelled as R E V U E, because Twitter char character limitations is a pain in the butt. Uh, and essentially, my Twitter is filled with random things, mostly about daily life and how work sucks and um, observations while working in a customer service job. So and lots of Isaac and Miria. And lots of Isaac and Miria. Lots of Isaac and Miria. I think pretty much every third tweet is her responding to me, one of my or Megan's jokes, going, "Get out." Yeah. Or, or one of my Basically. jokes saying, you really need to get out. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> I love you all very much. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> anyway. Yes, uh, that's basically it for me, and I'm sorry I wasn't too good of a host. I'm sort of, like I mentioned, I'm exhausted. I just put in a full day of work, so. Nah, you're good. That's okay. You're good. We forgive you, Hardy. You just gotta work, 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 work. Stop! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Quick, end this now, Hardy, before he Sounds starts. Good to me. Before he starts so, twerking in my apartment, please, no. <laughs> please whistle while you. She seems Whistle happy. while you twerk, Zenith. Twerk, whistle twerk, while you twerk. Twerk, twerk, twerk. God damn it, thank you. And so on behalf of Lilac Anime Reviews, I am Spaceman Hardy, and until next time, Otaku on my friends, keep it manly.